Hi, I'm Leon Deggs, and I have Man Blues. In this episode, we're discussing expectations. So what do I mean by expectations? What exactly is expected of a man? Well, I suppose in the modern way, you're looking at things like um, bravery. Uh, For example, a man is expected to run into the fray whenever there's something kicking off. Go and help that poor helpless individual. Um, You're expected to go and investigate any sort of scary, strange noises at night in in the house. You're supposed to stand up for your significant other if they're slighted. Um, You're supposed to be strong and confrontational. Uh, And these are all good character traits, but they end up um, becoming an expectation. You know, it's not necessarily good to go charging into every single fray, and it's not necessarily good to stand up in every single fight. You've got to know which fights to pick and which ones to walk away from. Moreover, uh, some of the circles in which I moved as a much younger man, uh, I saw a lot of women actually starting a lot of those fights uh, and then expecting the man to wade in and fix it, which... Uh, anyway, you're also, as a man, expected to be skilled in a certain way. You know, you, there's kind of an expectation that you know your way around every single power tool and work tool. And even if you don't know the tool or don't even have the tool, that you know which tool will do the job. Like, for example, with me, with DIY... I'm quite happy to have a go. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll certainly have a try. I'm not great at wallpapering, but I can do it. Don't find a lot of joy in wallpapering, to be fair. Uh, painting, I'm not so bad at. Again, uh, a lot of painting, a lot of work is in the preparation. I don't find a lot of joy in painting either. Um, I dabble in electrics, but only to the point where, you know, if the socket needs replacing, fine. The plug needs rewiring, fine. Uh, if I want to change it from one type of socket to another type of socket, fine need to replace a broken something or other, fine. But as soon as it starts coming to things like, right now I need to pull some wiring through or I need to wire in a new thing. Um, But, you know, the problem I have with DIY is that while I'm happy to have a go, I kind of get very um, personally attacked if it doesn't go well and feel that even though it hasn't been said, I feel as though there's other eyes watching me, you know, specifically those of my wife, watching me and thinking... Well, if we'd have got someone in, they would have done a better job. And I feel bad about that. I remember once we had a plumber come round to give us a quote for doing some boiler work. And he said to me, don't worry about the quality of my work because I will work on your house and do it to the same standard I would do in my own house. And straight away, I thought, I'm not going to go with you because if a plumber comes into my house and says, I will do the same standard of work in your house as I do in my house, I know the level of standard of work I do in my house is below standard because I'll look at that screwed on whatever it is and it's not quite straight and I'll go, yeah, I don't care, it's my house, I put it up, I'm not worried about it. But if I had a contractor come in and put something in that wasn't quite straight, I'd be like, mate, that's not straight, what's going on? So he was out of the running straight away. That's my point, is that when I do something and it's not quite right, so for instance, I replaced the kitchen taps a while ago and in the course of me tightening the kitchen tap on, the rubber pipe twisted and caused a little bit of a leak and two or three drops came out. And fine, okay, but what it meant was I just had to loosen it, try a little bit harder, make sure that the rubber pipe didn't twist while I was tightening. It was just a bit of an extra faff, but it was a learning curve. Fair enough. But the thing that sort of grated with me for a long time was my wife just didn't trust the work that was done, despite me proving that it was dry. Um, And she left a bowl with tissues in it underneath it for about eight weeks because she wanted to absolutely categorically prove that there was no water leaking from it. She didn't want to prove I'd done a bad job, she wanted to prove it was working, but that was as hurtful as proving I'd done a bad job. 
and that was quite hard for me to come to terms with. Similarly, when we had a problem with the bath, the plug hole broke and loads of water leaked out and everything and we had a guy come around, an actual plumber, contractor come around to fit it uh, and he put the masticking around the edge of the bath um, and did such a terrible job that when we had the first shower the water poured down the side of the tiles and ran underneath the bath and we could see it. Now she did the exact same thing again with this chap's work. She put towels and tissues all over the place just to check the water wasn't leaking out anywhere after we'd done a repair job. So that's when I realised that I don't need to necessarily feel bad about her checking that the work is done well because she wasn't criticising me. She's just checking that the work is done to a standard she's happy with. So that was a massive learning curve for me. But up until that point, I'd literally been sitting there thinking, I I can't do any better than that. I'm not a plumber. I can't do any better than that. I'm not an electrician. I can't do any better than that. You know, I'm not a painter decorator. I can't do these jobs as good as those people. You wanted it done cheaply. You didn't want to have somebody come in and do it. You know, and that's how I felt. That's how I felt my my, my sort of anger boiling up. So I was looking up phrases and sort of examples of things that, uh, that this this kind of expectations thing is all about because it's about chauvinism really uh, because if the if the male expects the female to have the dinner on the table at 6 p.m and to always be dressed sexy what was it they say um, uh, a chef in the kitchen and uh, a whore in the bedroom and an angel in the living room whatever whatever those three things are you know those expectations men have of women i was thinking what's the opposite of a male chauvinist the interesting thing is, when I typed that into Google, the obvious answer was female chauvinist. However, that wasn't the top answer. No. The top answer gave me three different definitions of the opposite of a male chauvinist. And the first one was a suffragist, who is a women's rights activist. So that's opposite of a male chauvinist. You know, you know the male chauvinist, the one who thinks that women should always be dressed sexy, always have nice sexy lingerie, always be ready to have sex with him. The opposite of that is a women's rights activist. Okay. A second one was a women's libber, who is a campaigner of women's rights. Again, the opposite of a male chauvinist. Uh, And the final one was someone who's an advocate of feminism. I'm an advocate of feminism. So that makes me a female chauvinist. No. So anyway, I I basically, I I had to carry on searching. But there's an inherent negativity of chauvinism when it's applied to men. Okay. Uh, and that's fair enough because that's based on years of oppression of men against women understandable absolutely happy but have you ever heard of a female chauvinist ever because that will be things like her saying something along the lines of well he's only good for fixing things and I think you know starts off with that oh yeah I've, I've got him around the house for fixing things he's also pretty good at, you know for security and stuff like that um, you know he'll look after the car and make, you know fix all these basically you've just got a handyman living in the house and it boils down all the way to go and kill that spider in the bathroom. You know, that's the sort of thing. It led me down this really long rambling search of uh, how to stop sexism. That's where I ended up. You know, when you start looking for things about how to uh, manage expectations, it takes you down to a, uh, you know, how do you manage expectations at a work level? No. So I was like, well, okay, what's the opposite of male chauvinism? Well, that's female chauvinism. Okay, right, so what are the traits of a female chauvinist and so on and so on? It's exactly the same as a male chauvinist. They've got certain preconceived ideas about what a woman should be and what a man should be and so on. Fine. But as I was looking further and further into chauvinism and how to deal with it, it was lots and lots of searches that were geared for helping women overcome sexism. Fine. Great. Because it needs to. But I don't feel my wife or any woman having expectations of me is sexism it's my ingrained perception of my role in any relationship because 
I kind of, you know, when you sign up to go and live with that person, there's an expectation that you will fulfill a specific role. Now, my wife and I have never done that. We've never had that thing where um, I'm the one who does all the DIY and she's the one who does all the cooking because I'm just as good a cook as she is at DIY. So it's always been split. I mean, just yesterday we were fixing a fence pole uh, that was attached to our side gate on the back on the side of the house, uh, and we worked on it together. Uh, you know, with me, you know, me holding some of the heavier things in place while she was measuring up, and her holding some of the heavier things in place while I was drilling stuff. It was it was a good split, a good split of work, and that's how we've done it, and that's why it works so well. Like for example, it's kind of it's okay, I think, for a man to be bad at DIY. There's no shame in that because. You don't have to be good at everything. It's okay to not know how to wire a plug. That said, I am making strides to ensure that my son knows how to wire a plug, but not because of any affirmation of roles, but because it's something that I think is good to know how to do. Because we live in a very disposable society, and if all that happens, all that's happened is that the fuse is blown in the plug, or even the, the plug itself is mangled and broken or whatever, if you were then to say, well, that's knackered now, I have to throw that out, that's such a wasteful thing to do. So being able to clip the cable, strip it all back, and then fit a new plug on the end of it, which isn't a lot, it genuinely isn't, when you think about the grand scheme of things, about what an electrician does, clipping a cable and putting a new plug on is nothing. Um, you know, it's in, in much the same way when I talk about running five kilometres, all people say, goodness, I can't even imagine running five kilometres, because people out there run 50 miles. You know, it's, it's not massive in the grand scheme of things. But I do think it's important to know something like that, because I think it gives you that sense of pride and ability and know-how that, you, that you're able to do that sort of thing. And what I would also encourage my son to do, if he gets together with a woman who, um, who can't wire a plug, is to teach her how to wire a plug. There's no patronizing um, going on in that situation at all it's literally just oh okay this is an important life skill to be able to rewire a plug here this is how it's done because it's important if you rewire the plug wrong you can blow up your house so that that's kind of where I was thinking about with, with, with expectations I think there's a lot of it sort of it's my problem I have these expectations of myself and I think I'm doing myself a disservice by having these expectations and I don't think I'm helping myself out um, and I'm working hard to manage that in a way because these roles are not forced on me in any in any way or shape or form. My father died when I was nine um, so my mother had to bring up four children on her own so when it came down to things like rewiring a plug well, she didn't know how to do it. No one else in the house knew how to do it. Luckily, she knew how to do it, but what she did was she insisted that we learned how to do it. So every time we needed a plug rewiring, it was like, right, go and get the stuff, go, you know, rewire the plug, plug it in. And of course, the first time you plug it in and you switch it on, you're nervous, right? Because it's the first time you've done it, you think, oh God, I hope I've got it right. Did I put the neutral line in the right way? Did I put the live line in the right way? Don't know. It's, it's nerve-wracking. The first time you do something important like that. Similarly, the first time you change the taps on the sink, when you first turn them on, you know you need to turn the water off at the source, um, and if you don't do that, then when you when you loosen the tap and the water starts pouring everywhere, that's when the panic sets in. Little things like that. I don't think being able to do DIY or you know being able to do all these kind of things that women expect of you defines a man. If you're not a particularly brave person, if you're just as scared of spiders as she is, if you're just as scared of that noise downstairs as she is, that you know it doesn't make you any less of a man, because. What man genuinely wants to go downstairs with nothing in his hands to investigate a loud noise of something bumping around to then come face to face with a burglar or an intruder? So, so much for this subject of expectations. Uh, but I think I'm trying hard with these podcasts to put some self-help stuff at the end. Now, 
I've already explained that I went down this um, interesting Google route where I was trying to find ideas of how to how to deal with it personally, how to manage it personally when someone has a high expectation of you in a certain role or a certain uh, relationship area. Um, and it's really probably not that hard to believe. But when I was looking for um, how to deal with chauvinism, I found a website right at the top that was 25 ways to handle a male chauvinist husband. Okay, so I thought, right, fair enough, because, you know, men are swine, we know this. So I thought, well, let's have a look at them. So I looked at the top five, and I thought, do you know what? They're actually quite poignant. So the first one was discuss your feelings openly and vulnerably. That's fine. I did that with my wife when I talked about my problems with my uh, understanding of her expectations of me. Avoiding interruptions, so let the person speak. Great. Then the third one. Let your husband know he doesn't need to solve all your problems. Yes, okay, fair enough. That is something that men seem to do because men and women communicate very differently. I do understand that because when my wife is talking to me about something she's got going on at work, it's taken me 23 years or thereabouts to realise that when she sometimes she just wants to talk. Interestingly, conversely, when I've been talking about stuff that I just want to say, I don't really, I, you know, I know I've got a solution for it, but I just want to talk. She will try offering solutions, and I'm like, no, I just want to talk just like you do. The fourth one. It's help when she feels helpless, but not when she genuinely could use it. I don't know what that means. That's how you handle a male chauvinist husband, is to help when she feels helpless. So I presume this is a woman helping a woman. Um, so help when she feels helpless, but not when she genuinely could use it. And finally, be kind to her friends. Um, so this is about women helping women, understanding a chauvinistic husband. So in short, uh, <laughs> for this particular episode... Um, I don't actually have any self-help stuff other than talk about it. If you feel as though you're, there's an expectation on you to do a specific thing, just talk about it. Um, it really doesn't hurt and I know it sounds like something that's, you know, you might feel emasculated by doing it. Trust me, you're not. The reason my wife and I have been so successful in our relationship together is because she talks and I talk and genuinely that's the only reason it's worked for so long. I still have personal things I need to work through, for example, this expectation thing that I've got. And another just small example, walking through the house the other day and I see something on the floor and I pick it up and I said, oh, what's this? And my wife says, oh, yeah, that, that broke the other day. So then immediately, whatever it was I was about to do was all put on hold while I went ahead and fixed it. And I put it down and said, there you go, I fixed it. And my wife said, well, what have you fixed it for? Sorry? Why have you fixed it? I was going to fix that together with our son. Great. I walked in the room, saw the problem, thought... This needs fixing. Knew how to fix it. Went ahead and fixed it. And turned out I'd completely upended her plans. That's because I had expectations. I knew that that would be expected of me in a normal situation. And I messed up. So I'm Leon Deggs. And I'm a disappointing husband. Thank you. If you're affected by anything discussed on this podcast, please reach out to someone for help and support. Man Blues is not qualified to help, but we can listen.
you can get in touch with us here at Man Blues. The email address is manblues at gmx.com. And we're also available on Twitter, which is at manbluesuk. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again.